Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to a new, exciting edition of Phantom Talk. Uh, this month, we are doing all Comic Fest, all comic book-related podcasts, streams, TikToks, articles, YouTube videos. If you haven't had a chance, we've got two new YouTube videos um, up on our, our YouTube channel just called The Phantom Correspondence. One it works as a precursor to Batman, where it says why I'm excited for Batman. And the other one is about the future of the Batman. So it actually works really well with this podcast. Um, so you definitely want to go check those out. Also, if you are uh, not on our TikTok just yet, uh, we are doing 31 Days of Comics over there and on Instagram as well. And uh, it's been, been a lot of fun. We just kind of talk about different comics that are good for new readers and experienced readers as well to jump into if it's a character or storyline that you guys haven't heard of. And, uh, yeah, we've also got two new podcasts coming up um, next week and the week after, um, done by Al, the Red Lanyard, uh, talking about The Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. For the record, uh, I want to go ahead and say this, um, that Al gets to kind of be a hipster on, on, uh, on this one in the sense that uh, although everyone else is showing love for Andrew Garfield and the Amazing Spider-Man films over the last few, uh, few, uh, few months, um, both Al and, and Jenny as well have always said that, uh, or well, I know Jenny has always said that Andrew Garfield was her Spider-Man, but Al has always defended Amazing Spider-Man. And mm. uh, yeah, it's it's, so I'm, I'm actually very excited to, uh, to see what they come up with on that one. And uh, yeah, and then at the end of this month, Josh and I are going to be doing 40 years of G.I. Joe, a real American hero. That still seems weird to me, but on the other hand, it's also, I don't remember a time where G.I. Joe wasn't a part of my life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that makes sense. But, uh, but moving on to today's topic, if you have not seen the Batman yet, uh, the latest film uh, by Matt Reeves with Robert Pattinson in the lead role, then you absolutely uh, need to go check out the film. And then come on back and listen to our podcast. We are going to be doing just full spoilers. I plan on getting into some interesting topics all about the film. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and introduce everybody, uh, starting off with my wonderful sister, Jenny, better known as Adam Raven. Jenny, how are we doing today? Doing great. Doing good? Yeah. yeah. Excited to talk about Batman. You are the only one who has actually seen this film twice. So yes, we, you've I have got, seen it twice. You got kind of the inside scoop, I think. You know, maybe... uh, I won't go that far. I don't want to go that far. Yeah, okay. No, okay. Okay. Know, okay. I have seen it twice, though. Gotcha. So, <laughs> change nothing. Change nothing. Okay. Well, <laughs> we also have with us uh, Alyssa. Alyssa, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing all right. Good, good. Alyssa, we haven't had you on a pod. It feels like we haven't had you on a podcast in a bit. So I'm actually really excited that. We have uh, had all of us back on on a podcast yes. in a bit, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have with us, of course, Al, the Red Lanyard. Al, how we doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Jacob? I'm doing well, brother. Doing really well. Yeah. And then, obviously, the resident Batman expert. Um, I'm right. I'm reading what he wrote down here. It's weird. Um, the <laughs> the wise sage, uh, Josh, my brother. Josh, you doing all right, man? I'm doing real well. Doing very well. Doing good. Doing good. Did I do the intro for you? Right? Yeah, it was yeah. perfect. Okay, perfect. good, yeah. good. All right, guys. We're just going to get started. Um, 
just kind of general thoughts. Uh, like I said, once again, full spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, feel free to come on back after you have. Um, Josh, we'll start off with you, man. Gen- general thoughts. What, what were what are general thoughts to the movie? Are we being quick or? Uh, yeah. sixty seconds. Yeah, quick. Sixty seconds. Sixty seconds. Sixty seconds. Um, yeah, I I, I loved it. Um, it is. Uh, I've stated, and I, after having seen it uh, and slept on this for about five days now, um, I will go on state. It is probably my favorite Batman movie. Um, it's even it, it it's it's got a couple of nitpicky issues that I wish weren't in there but the main thing I like about it is it's the first time in my opinion in 10 this is the 10th Batman movie it's the first time in my opinion in 10 movies that you have the character of Batman on screen um, none of the other Batman movies can say that and none of the other Batman movies can really make the statement that they're really about Batman um, because you know all of the the first four are really more about the villains than they are about Batman uh, Batman Begins is about Batman um, but a kind of a weird Nolanized version of it Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises are very much Joker and Bane stories and I don't know what is going on uh, with the Zack Snyder version of Batman but this is a movie about Batman you get in Batman's head you understand what makes Batman tick um, and that's why I think it's 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 my favorite. Excellent. Jenny, get our thoughts on the film. What what do we think? I was a really big fan of it. I really liked it. I mean, I was it was worth going to see twice. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, ten out of ten for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, Alyssa, get our thoughts on the film from you. Yeah, um, I've been waiting for like skinny, scrawny, sad boy emo Batman for quite a while now so I was very very overall satisfied with this movie um I've said this to like everyone on this podcast already and this is not a movie to go see if you have an astigmatism or night blindness or anything like that um lots and lots of glaring headlight in the rain scenes um yeah so a little bit of eye pain by the end of that movie but Overall, I really, really liked it. Nice. Yeah, I, the, the more, once, once you said that, like, I didn't, I, like I said, we had said, like, right in the back of the theater, so I didn't really notice it as much, but once you said that, I started thinking about a couple of scenes, like, during, like, the, the first one that came to mind was, uh, was when, when he has the red torch, uh, like, at, right at the end of the film, I, I, I was, I was like, yeah, I could, I could see I could see that if you if, if like you were up close or you weren't like ready for it or something like that then yeah I could definitely see that. Anytime there was like a close up of the motorcycle or like the whole car chase sequence, mm-hmm. all of that was just I didn't really get a whole lot of what was going on there. It was just the bright lights, but that's okay. <laughs> like it was still fun. Yeah. It added to the chaos, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Al. What about you, my friend? General thoughts on the film? Um, yeah, so um, I don't know why. Um, a little bit of a peek behind the scenes for everybody out there. But uh, when we've talked about it um, in the group chat, um, after all of us have watched it, um, Josh, for some reason, is convinced that I hated this um, <laughs> through no evidence whatsoever. Um, oh, oh, so this, oh, 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 so this will be fun. No, 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 I have my 60 seconds. 
excuse me. This is his 60 seconds. You're out. You're Everyone. Out, you're out, you're out. No, but I did notice that. Like, I scrolled up trying to find, like, and I was really confused. It, anyway, go ahead. It did seem odd, but well, once again, this is his 60 seconds. Um, um, Al, I think you're at seven seconds. Please, please proceed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all that being about. said, um, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I actually, um, I actually ended up enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would going into it. Um, it had, it had all of, um, of the checkpoints I had going into it. It checked off all of them, which there were only three. Um, it had Batman, um, figuring things out and solving a crime. It had Batman not using guns and it had Batman actively trying to save people. Um, and those were my three, those were my three checkpoints I wanted out of it. And it did all of those things, and it did a lot of other uh, things that were uh, very cool as well. Um, so as I said, yeah, it was um, it was better than I anticipated. Um, it was really good. I do kind of find it funny because when when I recorded the first YouTube video I did, the why I'm excited for Batman, one of the things I talked about was how low of a bar it is to kind of cross. And even when Josh was watching it, he was like, is this just going to be 10 minutes of you just being excited that Batman – that Bruce is trying to save a boy at a funeral. And I was like, basically, but hey, that's where we're at. <laughs> and and I like that your three points are three quintessential Batman things, but for some reason, certain iterations um, have uh, have failed to hit all three of those. Um, I just, so, just want to make this statement. The reason yes, please, that I, I thought Al yes. did not like this movie is because... When he got out of it, and Jake was like, hey, did y'all like the movie? Alyssa was like, yes, really liked the movie. You know, it's pretty dark, had an issue with the astigmatism. And Al's first comment was, my favorite part was how Jeffrey Wright said penguins have wings also. And to me, I was like, you know, that is that 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 was like, <laughs> that was that, 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 that's, that's Al's <laughs> way of preparing me in, in a very Al way of like, we're gonna fight on this podcast. I, that that that's what I thought, but that's okay, Al. Well, you know, I'm sorry. I, 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 th th that was me trying to use my deductive reasoning. Clearly, I am not Batman. Clearly, well, so, yeah. I mean, well, d d d did you want me to lie? That is the best part of it. <laughs> like that was a really good movie, but objectively, my favorite part was Jeffrey Wright acting his soul out. Delivering the line, penguins also have wings. That was the best part of the movie. Fair point, fair point. Okay, sorry, sorry, Al. Well, that is a uh, kind of a perfect segue to the first question, actually. Um, uh, talking about the different characters of the film, that's really... The most interesting thing about this film is that it is a very, very character-driven movie. Um, you know, you have... I would say eight main characters, roughly, and roughly, yeah, I would mm -hmm. say that. And what's interesting about it is, one, you're never, I, I said this, like, as soon as we got the movie, I never felt like any of them were fighting for screen time, um, and the only one that I wanted to see more of was Alfred, um, just because I loved Andy Serkis' Alfred, but... Um, but, yeah, most of these questions are just about the different ca uh, characters, and we're actually going to start... Um, I have kind of a double question for Al and Alyssa. Um, if you guys want to answer in whichever order you prefer, um, but both of you having a background in the mental health field, 
I was really, really intrigued to hear your thoughts on the Riddler in this film. So what, what do you guys kind of think about him and about the way that he was portrayed? Um, yeah, so the crazy thing is with the Riddler, that character is not as far off from reality as what we would like to think. Like the possibility of that person with those traumas, that history, that unaddressed mental health in our current, you know, mental health, health in general crisis that we have with no accessible care being available, that is a lot closer to reality than a lot of people want to think. Um, <laughs> like it is totally possible that there could be a person just like that out there somewhere. Um, and if there isn't already, then there could be in the future. Um, that said, yeah, um, obviously, you know, there is a lot that is unrealistic in there as well, just because cinema is usually more dramatic than real life. Um, I obviously do take a little bit of issue with just not even just this movie, but, you know, Batman kind of in general, um, it kind of feels like I'm trying to think of how to word this. Um, there is a lot of emphasis on villains and characters who portray a lot of mental illness and a lot of mental health struggles and those are not always handled appropriately, I feel like. Um, but in this movie, I think they really did try to emphasize, like, listen, this dude's been through it. The entire system failed him. Everyone who was supposed to be providing support was corrupt. Um, and that does not, you know, automatically mean you are going to be a villain. Um, it doesn't mean that you're going to do horrible things to your society, but you know, happy, healthy people don't go around trying to blow up their towns either. So I, I'm kind of stumbling through this and not saying it as concisely as I want to. But yeah, um, overall, very interesting and I don't know, kind of real, I guess. <laughs> no, Do you want to elaborate on that at all? Because that's basically where I came away from with that character. Well, yeah, no. Um... I think what you said is um, is right on. Um, I think I was surprised with, um, as you said, just like how kind of down to earth um, the origins part of the Riddler was. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that you know he was an orphan, he was um, pretty much abandoned, if not abused, by the systems that were supposed to provide for him. And take care of him. Um, I thought the conversation between him and Batman towards the end of the film, where he kind of vented about his frustrations and the socioeconomic differences between uh, their experiences. Um, I'm being told to take a time out and my wife. I just <laughs> want to interject that the most unrealistic part of that entire movie is that they started a trust to help the underprivileged and socio 
um, the people in like lower socioeconomic status and the amount of money that was in that trust was a billion dollars because <laughs> I work in mental health. I do targeted case management. I have about $12,000 a year total to help people. And that is the money I am given. <laughs> so a billion dollars is just so crazy unrealistic, but continue. Yeah, no, no, no sir. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, and how, of how kind of down to earth uh, that origin story was and how uh, they really went out of their way to establish, you know, how that kind of character is made. Um, um, and I think to kind of piggyback off something Alyssa said with, you know, a lot of people may be surprised with how realistic it is. Um, I also thought that kind of a scary version of realism that came with that character as well was the influence in the organization he was able to, to produce. Um, because, you know, you get to the part where, you know, he's posting videos on like, you know, the, on the not YouTube site, um, whatever that's called. And, um, and um, he's streaming on Twitch or, or like the not Twitch. And um and he's doing all these things and he's having real influence on um, on people. Um, they don't outright say it, but I think kind of the understanding there is that he's having real influence on people with the similar kinds of experiences and traumas that he's had. Um, and I think, um, especially over the last few years, we've seen that um, the power that dangerous messages can have um, when shared with um, groups of people who are highly impressionable, who are eager uh, for something to believe in. And so I thought that was uh, done really well um, also. Um, now, on the other hand, if there's one thing that kind of gives me anxiety about how the ruler was portrayed. I thought he was portrayed really, really well in this um, for the purposes of this story in the film. But um, I, I almost wonder if we're going to kind of have a similar kind of experience now with how the character is handled as we did um, in 2012 with the Dark Knight and the Joker, where, you know, the Dark Knight came out um, suddenly. There's all kinds of ideas that every iteration of the Joker has to be this, like, this anarchy type of idealist agent of chaos. Um, I kind of have a similar kind of worry where people's understanding of the Riddler character now is always going to be this, this serial killer type character who has like a social agenda. Um, I kind of worry that that's what the go-to um, iteration of what this character is going to become just because of how immersive it was and how successful the film is. Um, so I hope that doesn't happen because I also love old school um, version of the Riddler. I like the guy who just likes to rob banks and leave behind jokes and things for, <laughs> for the Batman to figure out in like a more wholesome way. I think there's still room for that version of the character. But um, no, I, I thought. <coughs> Excuse me. I, see. I thought for um, a 
serial killer character, it was handled about as well as Hollywood is going to handle that kind of character, if that makes sense. It wasn't entirely accurate or anything like that, but I thought it was handled really well and it fit the kind of scope and tone that the movie had. This feels like a good time for the necessary disclaimer, just because someone is underprivileged and has a mental illness does not make them a villain. Just <laughs> screaming that into the void. If you see someone who has a schizoaffective or schizophrenia disorder, someone with a mood disorder, they are not a bad person necessarily due to that illness. <laughs> that's, Fair. Yeah. That's, that's my screaming into the void and hoping people pay attention for the night. <laughs> Don't discriminate against the mentally ill, please. Yeah, no, I, um, no, I definitely, I definitely agree with, you know, a lot of what you all said, um, especially about the, the, the showcasing of, uh, you, Al, you, you pointed out how he was able to get a following. Um, and I think that was the, the last like 30 minutes of this movie got very, very tense for me. And I haven't felt that way in a film in a while. Even knowing, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's a Batman movie. Okay, Batman's going to save the day. You know, everything's going to turn out right. But I think the, between, you know, the all the other Riddlers showing up, and then also the fact that we have seen certain DC films go other ways, um, I was concerned that we were about to lose basically everything that we had already built up throughout the film. Uh, of course, it doesn't work out that way and everything does work out well but uh but that that moment where like all of them where like everything starts clicking for batman all the vans explode and they and like all the different riddlers show up or the followers show up i was i was like that's actually that's kind of terrifying but i but that's really really effective i've really i really enjoyed that um but yeah um moving on um jenny what did you think of Alfred and his relationship to Bruce in this film? Um, I really liked it, but I, I do feel like we didn't see enough of him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't. So to me, especially after seeing it the second time, I was definitely, that was probably my biggest complaint about the movie because I don't feel like, obviously I know the characters well enough to know that the connection there, but like, I didn't feel like there was enough of them together to build like an emotional connection like if 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 i was somebody that wasn't familiar with batman and that happened to alfred i'd be like oh that, that sucks but like you know mm -hmm. but i think what they were wanting was to pull you in emotionally with that scene and i, I feel like i don't know i feel like that was probably kind of a flop in my opinion but it led yeah, to a great scene it did lead to a great scene but again it just wasn't it could have been more I agree. yeah so that's probably my that, that's probably my biggest and probably only complaint is that you know you you had this happen but i just don't feel like there was enough build up for what they were wanting um where as far as like that scene is but like i mean i obviously andy circus like nails it mm -hmm. like yeah so sure yeah plus we can i mean that's easy to build on in future films yeah like absolutely yeah. Yeah. And again, like, it, it still was a great, like, for me as somebody who has seen, you know, Alfred and Batman and several adaptions, I, you know, it was meaningful to me. It's just like, you know, watching it again, I was like, this, you know, kind of falls flat if you aren't familiar. Mm. So anyway, that was me, that, my opinion. Would you, would you say he's your favorite of the Alfreds so far? 
I love Michael Caine. That's I, that's I hard to Caine. say. That is, that is a hard. That's one. hard. Yeah. I I can't I can't don't I can't make that decision. Sure. No. I I, I think I think performance <laughs> performance and acting wise, like I think Alfred is probably one of the most consistent characters in comic book history. Honestly. Yeah. I've. With the exception of maybe the angry, gruff military man in Gotham, um, the the show, yeah, um, all the other iterations of of Alfred, I have actually enjoyed. Even as much as I dislike a lot of the Zack Snyder stuff, I actually really like Jeremy Irons. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's freaking that's Jeremy true. Irons. That's I true. mean, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, Michael Michael Caine. It's hard. It's hard not to love him. Yeah, you, know? you just can't ask me that question. Yeah. Um, but, I did yeah. appreciate with this one, it kind of seemed like there was an implication that he was like a bodyguard for Thomas Wayne at one point. I noticed that, yeah. Yeah. He like had a line of something along the lines of like, it was my job to protect him and I wasn't able to or something like that. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. That, that's been a strong implication in the comics, basically, since the Craig McRongick, the Daniel Neal mm-hmm. stuff, when they kind of made him a, you know, they gave him the background where he was like, you know, you spent MI6 agent, you know, <laughs> who just gave it up to do acting. And then, you know, it's like, he, Alfred is a very interesting past. And I did, I agree with you, Alyssa. I liked how they, they alluded to that, but they didn't say anything else. Well, you know? well, they did that with a lot of things, though, because, like, with Alfred, I feel like we got a lot of questions um yeah more than anybody else i think in this movie because um he makes that statement that Alyssa mentions um and then he talks about how he trained batman exactly and i was like hold yeah. up hold up that pause huge. pause yeah. and then we just keep moving on <laughs> and i'm just like all right yeah. that's great i'm talking uh, to fight he says that. yeah and he, of course yeah. apparently he's got and then, then I, he figures I, out the cipher. Yeah, he figures out the cipher just for funsies. Yeah. He mentions oh, he was, breakfast. Yeah, he's doing like a yeah. crossword. <laughs> he mentions he was in the circus, which I know is probably a joke, but I'm still like, hmm. And then, uh, what else? There was something He recognized else, the bomb as being a bomb. I mean, he yes. recognized it a little yes. slow on the draw, but... Yes. But he did, yeah. Um, there was something else he said, too, that I was like, oh, no. Um, doesn't Bruce call him a Wayne? At one point. Well, no. Well, so he has the the cufflinks. He has the W on the cufflinks, and Bruce kind of goes, you know, uh, so you're a Wayne now, and he's like, your father gave these to me, you know, because they has the W on it. I Um, thought he said you're a Wayne too. Well, so you're a Wayne too. Uh, Alfred says that to Bruce. Yeah. Oh, that's because I I thought Batman says it too. Anyway. I I could be wrong. You're the one who's seen it twice. I I need need to go see it again. I thought he was kind of being like a little sarcastic, you know, like you're Wayne and he's, you know. Yeah, we definitely got like the emo side of Batman. No, no, no. It was definitely like, 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 I'm going to my room and playing my my Zoom. You're not my father. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. But, 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 you know, even all that, I I did like the scene at the bedside where like he, you know, he basically admits, you know, like the only thing I'm scared of is losing people I love. You yes. know, and that's that's Alfred. You know, yeah. um, you know, oh. which you know, I think uh, is 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 more is is the most you know deepest we've got into Batman in in ten movies. You mm-hmm. know, just that that right there. So, uh, and and it does involve Alfred, but I agree, I would have loved more because I, I I don't know if I like him better than Michael Caine because he's. He's not in it that much. Man, I loved Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. His, his his portrayal was fantastic. So, well, Josh, that actually leads to my question for you. Um, 
because I am curious. The the Wayne legacy really kind of hangs over this film, almost like I mean they are ghosts, and you know, and it's we we fortunately did not have to. We didn't have to watch the the scene in the alley. We didn't have to watch the pearls fall on the ground or see the gunshot in slow motion or anything like that. We didn't have to have the yes, father will become a bat or anything like that. Um, but there is constant reference to Thomas and Martha. I mean, that's the whole point of Riddler's, really his issues are because of Thomas. So I am curious, what were your thoughts on the Wayne legacy within this film and within this history of Gotham? And also what were your thoughts on Bruce kind of being more reclusive in this film, whether that's due to the fact that, that he lost people or that he's just kind of trying to hide uh, as Batman and as Bruce? Okay, well, those are two separate questions. So let, let's, let's break, let's... Okay, well, let's just start with that first yeah, one. start with that first one, yeah. So, because, like, cause, like I well, I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but, like, those, those are, like, questions that, you know, are, deal with two separate things that I think the movie's trying to do. Well, as far as the Wayne's legacy, Alyssa's already kind of kind of hit on it, where she's, like, the most unrealistic part of this movie is that they would leave a billion-dollar trust. And I would actually like to add to that, because the Riddler's entire thing here is the most realistic part of, or the most unrealistic part of this is that all of you all think that there's a billion dollar trust in Gotham freaking city <laughs> that no one's going to manipulate. And that's kind of Riddler's point in a way um, that you all believe that, you know, because you want to believe so much in this shining example of citizenry, you know, of Thomas and Martha Wayne, because you want to believe in this so much. Uh, that you guys are just willing to look the other way at certain, you know, at, look the other way when you know this is just not the truth. You just know it, you know. And so, therefore, it's easy to dismiss, you know, the the lower class, you know, and the mentally unstable as like, well, you know, we've, we've put a billion dollars in that, so, you know, if they want the help, they can get it. You know, there's that undercurrent there, and that all comes from the fact that Matt Reeves is doing something really interesting with the Wayne legacy here, which is basically stating in a way like none of these people are going to be unimpeachable. Um, even though, you know, like, I, you know, I, I, they, they don't go telltale Batman. You know, Thomas is a good man in this um, who makes a mistake uh, out of anger um, because he's scared for his wife. You know, he doesn't want his wife right through the coals, um, you know, and, and because of that, he, he, he makes a mistake, he goes to Carmen Falcone, uh, which, of course, you know, if you know anything about the comics, mm -hmm. old old Carmine Falcone uh, is is not the guy to go to uh, to solve your problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of that uh, gets, you know, people killed. And that's his that that is his flaw. Um, and so, you know, so there's a sense there with the Wayne legacy that, you know, they're they're using it instead of just being an influence on Batman. It's the influence on the entire city because it's all about looking past just, you know, what you see or what you think, you know, what is what is actually happening here, um, which is the question Batman has to answer. Um, and that so with the idea of Batman being a, a recluse in this, um, you know, I, I like that because, you know, I, I think I told you several times I was really worried, you know, you know, particularly when we when when everybody was talking about this, uh, you know, this movie, you know, and of course, uh, Patton, Pattinson himself, you know, basically said, you know, well, you know, he's 
he's a weirdo, you know, he's, you know, he's kind of, uh, you know, off by himself compared to Kurt Cobain, that kind of thing. Um, although I will point out, Kurt Cobain had a much bigger sense of humor than Bruce Wayne has in this movie. Uh, anybody knows Kurt Cobain or has followed him at all should know that. But anyway, um, that he was a recluse and all that, all that. It kind of worried me because I was like, well, we're just going to get, you know, dour, you know, this dour, sad movie. Um, but, you know, they're, Matt Reeves is also trying to make a statement about Batman as well, because by the end of this movie, everybody's talking about how depressing this movie is. But y'all correct me if I'm wrong. Literally, of all the Batman movies, I think this one has the most hopeful ending, at least where it's Batman's concerned. I mean, I know we're basically going into no man's land, but like where Batman is concerned, like this is the most hopeful ending you could get um, because there is this weird view of Batman where a lot of people want to basically say, you know, basically, I always say like Batman, they want Batman to be a punisher who doesn't kill. And if that's what Batman is, then he's really, he's, he's you can't call him a hero at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like, you know, by the time you get this movie, you know, with Batman realizing that he has to be more than just a recluse, more than just the guy who hides away and just goes out at night, you know, and, and fights. Um, you know, Alyssa talked about how dark it is. The, the scene at the end of this movie is Batman helping people in broad daylight. You know, I mean, that's a really, you know, I think I think it's a really like on the nose kind of, you know, representation of like what has happened here. You know, like, well, Batman just can't live in the dark kind of thing. Uh, you know, he has to help people in the daylight, too. I think that's really on the nose, but it does work because we haven't really seen that in a, in a Batman movie yet. Um, and so with Batman, you know, ending this is saying, like, I need to be a symbol of hope. It makes all the stuff with him being a recluse, him being weird, you know, him being, uh, you know, the the emo, you know, kid at the beginning, you really do see a growth there. Um, and that's what I appreciate about this representation of Batman, because that's just something you haven't seen in any of their movies. And, and the, you know, the thing is, is it, it's because I know there's there's already people like saying, like, that's just not that's not a proper representation of Batman. You know, he's not hopeful. And I'm like, Every single, like, even even the ones I don't like, like, even Dark, you know, even, like, you know, the, the Dark Knight uh, Returns, I mean, like, yeah, I, that's, that's about the darkest Batman story it is, and yet that's also the one where, like, he literally turns a bunch of sociopaths into his own army by being Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it, it, hope has always been a part of who Batman is. Um, and if you, if that's not, if that's not representative in these movies, in these iterations of Batman, you're really not telling a Batman story. And uh, so, you know, this movie did that the best, I thought. Yeah, no, I I completely agree on that because, like, I've seen... It actually got... It's funny because I can't look at, like, Instagram comments or Twitter comments or anything like that right now about this film because it is the exact inverse of where I was at um in like 2016 and posts uh the Zack Snyder Justice League and so on and so forth because everyone is now saying that this that Pattinson you know although the movie's good it's not as accurate to Batman and meanwhile like I was over here and I know you were sitting there too like doing callbacks to like I mean like what we already said zero year long Halloween um 
the Darwin Cook one that they keep mentioning. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. No, but, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And I, I just sometimes I want to ask people like, have you only read the hundred Batman comics that Chuck Dixon wrote, and that's it? <laughs> because because like when that comes out, I understand we're getting off track here, but like it is frustrating because you know there's we we have friends that say. You know, Batman's just a god, just beats up on poor people. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. a Garth Ennis opinion. It is. You know, and like literally, that has not been the case since the Clinton era. So like, I don't under if, if you've read Batman comics in the last twenty five years, you know that that not to be true. And so like, yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's weird Chuck Dixon offshoots. There's you know weird stuff that you know that they're doing. There's weird stuff that Garth Ennis does. Yeah. You know, but the main concept of Batman has been pretty much the same from Greg Rucka on, you know, which is that Batman is a symbol of hope. He's a he's a beacon in the darkness. You know, that's what he is. Um, And that's been the case for a while. So to say that this isn't a representation of who Batman is, you know, I mean, I you know, I I, I, I don't know what to do for you, man. No, no, like I said, I completely agree. Moving on, though, um, Al, so I know that you have always kind of leaned more so towards your street-level characters and your love of comic books. Um, So I was curious, because you don't really get more of, like, a street-level villain than with the Penguin and Falcone. So what were kind of your your thoughts of them in this film and their representations? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean... um, I think if, if there was one character um, or actor who kind of stole every scene they were in, um, it was probably Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Um, he's he just he was just such a good depiction of the character because he just he, he demands your attention every time he's on screen. Even if he isn't, like, the highest guy on the totem pole at the time. His his presence just really demands your attention. Um, because you're just like, oh, yeah, like, that's the penguin. He's got, he's got a way about him. He has almost, like, this old school kind of, like, swagger to him. Almost, but he's intelligent enough to just kind of read the scene he's in, read the situation he's in, and play to the people he needs to in order to come out on top. And I think that's a really, really good depiction of who the Penguin is. Um, So I'm super excited to see kind of the new era of underground crime in this new Batman film um, and sequels um, with um, kind of him at the head of things because I think he's a great, great depiction of Penguin. Um, And, you know, I thought Falcone was great, too. Uh, We've seen a few iterations now of Falcone. Um, he He does a great job here. I think uh, Matt Reeves does a really good job of kind of framing these two characters as kind of um, as kind of the past and the future, as kind of that transition of power within 
on the criminal underground in Gotham because you have Falcone who was there, you know, he was there with the Waynes. He was involved in all of uh, those politics and everything that happened then. And he's kind of become a symbol of the history of Gotham and what Gotham has been. And then you kind of have this transition to the penguin now um, who's, who's now by the end of the movie is vying for power is trying to fill that power vacuum that Falcone has left behind. And now he has had an up close and personal experience with the Batman. So now how he runs the underground and how he chooses to influence Gotham is going to be very colored by that in uh, by that interaction with Batman and by the fact that Batman is someone he's going to have to contend with. And that kind of transition from the past into the future for that area of Gotham, I think, is going to be really intriguing to watch um, in future films. And I thought they did a great job of, of setting that up um, in this one. Because, um, yeah, as I said, um, Colin Farrell does a great job. He steals almost every scene he's in uh, because he does so well. And he just kind of exudes that... Um, on the Penguin character of being very loud and over the top, but still kind of demanding your attention. And so, um, yeah, I thought it was great. I'm very excited to see where that area um, of Gotham goes in the future and, and keeping the focus kind of on what's happening in the street and kind of the tangibles of how it affects in Gotham and, and the lives of the people in Gotham. So, so yeah. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Yeah, you know, I was kind of, <clears throat> I was actually kind of nervous um, for multiple reasons that this movie wasn't going to be what I wanted it to be. Uh, but one of them was, of course, they've already announced that HBO Max is going to be doing a Penguin-like spinoff, kind of like they did with Peace- Peacemaker after Suicide Squad. Um and like Colin Farrell's already gone on record as it's going to be like a like a Scarface esque show with him as the lead, and I was kind of iffy on that until I saw this movie, and then I was like, I would watch, you know, probably four straight seasons of that. Got to be honest, just you know him doing stuff in Gotham, and then presumably everyone, presumably you know, like Batman stopping him, you know, at different points in time. And so I, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where that goes from here, and also to see him, I'm. I'm assuming the show won't be the only time we see him. I'm assuming he'll, he'll he will make an appearance in the next film. So I'm I'm with you. I'm very very intrigued to see where that goes from here. Um, Alyssa, you know Jim Gordon was probably the most hands on he has been on screen. I know I know obviously Gary Oldman is fantastic in the role, but um, with this one we saw him like right there with Batman working on the case the entire time. So I was kind of curious, what did you think of Jeffrey Wright's performance in this film? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really liked that first scene where, you know, they're at the crime scene and he just like casually walks into a crime scene with like this vigilante and all of the other cops are like, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed him. Um, I like that they um, put his little bat beacon 
I don't know what else to call it, um, in a different building, like not actually at the police precinct. So like he had to go out of his way to go find this sketchy abandoned old building to actually like have his conversations with Batman. Um, but yeah, overall, I really liked him. Again, you know, like Al said at the beginning, best line in the movie was <laughs> penguins also have wings. <laughs> penguins have wings. <laughs> <laughs> so Which, like, I don't know enough about penguins to argue that. Like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> you know, it's... Do you think it's penguins actually have wings? This is going to be the most interesting fact-checking boy we've ever had. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're actually, like, wings or if they're flippers. I think they're called oh, flippers. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't think Absolutely. penguins actually fly. No, they definitely don't fly. They do that. They do have wings. However, the bones in their wings are fused straight, making it so that they are rigid and powerful, like a flipper. Okay, um, they are unable to fold their wings. So, I don't know what that means. Penguins so, might have wings. So Jim Gordon technically was right. <laughs> In a way. <laughs> Technically was right, which is pretty good. That's a bit that's a big yes. improvement from um, the iteration of his character in the Gotham show where he didn't know how balloons worked. So that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Is that the only Fair. episode of that show you ended up watching? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's rough. Look, no, I I'm with Al on that one. That's like episode four, and that's about how far I got to. And yeah. Um but, but no, I, Alyssa, you actually pointed something out that I hadn't, like, it's one of those things where it's like, as, as I was watching, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. But I never really made the connection. He does literally go to a completely different building than the GCPD to, to use the bat signal. That's, yeah, that, I literally just made that connection. So, yeah. Which is, like, Still also works. fun because literally anyone could wander up there. Like. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, Anybody and that happened. Too. One does, yeah. That yeah. happened, yeah. And, uh, yeah, speaking of that one, Jenny. Yeah. Is Zoe Kravitz the best Catwoman of all time? Absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. Just yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I was very impressed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that they actually, like, there were cats in the there movie. There were cats. That, uh, that was pretty cool. That is a weird, like, exclusion over recent iterations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I got to be honest. Did they definitely not right. have cats? Oh, sorry, Josh. I, I love I love Jeffrey Wright's. I agree. You know, you 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 have convinced me. Penguins also have wings. It's a great line. <laughs> um, Robert Pattinson looking down and looking back up at uh, at Selena and saying, "You have a lot of cats." Is it's got to be at least number two, right? <laughs> I mean, just the just the you know. That was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, well, what was your question? Was like, it was kind of expected though, because that was in the trailer, wasn't it? <laughs> I think so. Was yeah. in the tra- okay. I didn't see. Yeah. I didn't see that. I, I yeah. tried to. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair point. Uh, Sorry, Jenny. I've interrupted you like three times now. No, that's okay. What did you say though? I'll, I'll go. Uh, yeah. When, when I interrupted you, actually, so what were you saying? Uh, nope, that thought is gone. It is. It flew away on penguin wings. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness. Um, 
But yeah, no, uh, she was great as Catwoman. Um, definitely my favorite. I feel like we've had decent Catwomans in the past, you mm-hmm. know, but um, I don't know. I feel like she just embodied the character very well. And yeah, I can't wait to see. I think it'd be cool if she got her own movie. I think she has to get her own I movie. I think she yeah. has to, yeah. That's yeah. I will be really upset if she doesn't get her own movie. It's, yeah. it's a star-making performance. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so, too. You know, she, Zoe Kravitz really hasn't had anything as big as this, for, I mean, as far as I know. She's been in things, but nothing was as big as this, yeah. at least for her. For her, because I mean, like she was Angel Salvatore in uh, X Men First Class. Yeah, I know. And she's in The Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as, the, as the resident Harry Potter fan, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. um, I am struggling to think of other films that she has been. I know she's been in other films. Yeah. Well, I think like her career started out. She was model, right? Like, wasn't she like? Yes, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. So acting is kind of like a second thing, mm-hmm. but still, I think she's with she's, this though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like she's a very good actress. Like I thought she did really well. Mm-hmm. The acting actually in the entire movie, like all everybody did so well. Mm-hmm. Like just wanted to say that. Um, and there's even uh, there's even a line she has towards the end of the movie. Which I think um, it got me thinking about potential like ideas for sequels and stuff, and I think it'd be cool because she drops a line about how sh- he might go to Bloodhaven, and um, I think it'd be really cool to have her film be there and towards the end of her solo film, um, where everything um, is kind of wrapping up and her adventure is kind of at an end. Um, she she goes um to like wind down and like enjoy a show enjoy like a local kind of fun thing and um she goes to like i don't know possibly a circus and like she goes and there's like um the Grayson family tragedy and like she could basically like take it upon herself to kind of adopt Hit Grayson um, and take him under her wing and kind of go back to Gotham and kind of introduce him to Batman. Um, that could be a very, like, fan fiction kind of idea, but that was just, like, an idea that came to me when she said that uh, she'll probably go to Bloodhaven. I really enjoy just, like, the mental image that pops into my brain based off of what you just described of her just, like, showing up back in Gotham and dropping this orphan kid on Bruce and being like, hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, probably, that's what he would do, though. Yeah, so, that's, like... That's extreme, yeah. That's, uh, Here, take this. Yeah. Just, like, the chaos and the confusion that would stem from that would be fantastic. Which would be extra enjoyable because at the end of this movie, she doesn't know he's Batman. So oh, you have to just yeah. showing up at the at Wayne Manor and just being like, <laughs> "Hey, take care of this child I found," <laughs> and then leaving. And on her way, and on her trip back on her her motorcycle, she's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell Batman about this. He'll think it's hilarious." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I hadn't considered that, but but she does kind of have a line that could be like like foreshadowing because she goes i have a thing for strays so like i mean i feel like yeah i yeah. feel like yeah. al's thing could definitely be like realistic like could be I pretty like cool it. that's yeah. all i'm saying i mean if or like well not specifically with bloodhaven i guess 
you know, what's to stop her from from adopting like street urchin Jason Todd? It's yeah. being like, I like your style, kid, but you could do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it'll be very exciting to like see where she goes. But um, yeah, I'm sorry we kind of hijacked your question, Jenny, but it just <laughs> I went on oh, a tangent fine. there. It's okay. I had already moved on with my life. It's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Catwoman, 10 out of 10. Catwoman, 10 out of 10. So just a minute ago, my phone did go off. Um, just be, and it, just, it was perfect timing because one of our good friends, Kyle, um, just messaged me and said that Batman is everything I hoped for and more. And uh, yeah, this... This podcast, I think, really kind of showcases that. Big praise. Uh, and Josh, we're I've, I've got kind of a group one after this, but we're going to go ahead and give you the last of the main questions. So this is a consistent question throughout Batman comics, and it's one that I think this is the film that actually asked this question. Um, and I know that um, there's this one Batman story that you kind of like that uh, really asked this question, but is this Gotham worth saving? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yes. I mean, the, the easy answer is obviously yes, because, it, it, you know, a, a, the city itself uh, is full of people that are worth saving, and so therefore the city is worth saving. Um, I would actually kind of make a case that that point probably needs to be sprinkled out a little more through this movie. It's... It, that is that is the that is the big summarization of the entire movie at the end, right? Mm-hmm. You know where you know where Batman uh, decides, <laughs> and once again, like it, it's 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 on the it's on the nose, like it's so on the nose to have the Riddler henchman call himself Vengeance when the first time you see Batman, he calls himself Vengeance. Like that is so on the nose. That's literally. You know, Martin Scorsese showing a rat at the end of Departed on the nose. Like, it's right there, okay? And I get that. But at the same time, it's it's very important, you know, to, to make this case that, like, Batman does not need to be trying to save Gotham the way the Riddler is trying to save Gotham. It's very important to make that distinction. Um, and... Or, 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 fine, Batman doesn't need to be trying to save Gotham the way Carmine Falcone is trying to save Gotham. Or Penguin. Or, you know, any of these people who all want to mold Gotham into what they think it should be. Um, and they're all typically doing it out of some type of self-serving concept, which is what Batman is doing. Um, you know, Batman deciding to save Gotham because Gotham is full of people that are good. That is definitely the point at the end of this movie. Um, you know, it's why it's, I mean, you know, you, you, you get the, you, 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 this, it's weird that we only, we only, tell me if I'm wrong. I've seen all the Batman movies, you know, like this is the only one where we have a movie where like a person, you know, thinks Batman for saving them, you know, like you just don't, you know, that's a weird, that's a weird thing, you know? I know exactly. Yeah. Wait I a second. <laughs> no, I'm like, it's not in the first Batman. It's not in Batman Returned. 
it might be in forever somewhere. The one time it is, is actually not Batman. It's Chris O'Donnell as Robin. It's Robin, exactly. <laughs> so, like, you know, and yeah, yeah, you know, and like where he makes out with the traumatized teenager. Yes. So, like, so I don't think, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the, oh where God. we need to what go. What a weird movie. And what a weirdly what awesome movie. weird movie. Yes. Yes. We need to do that for Phantom Flash. We Bikes, totally do, honestly. yes. But, but anyway, anyway, but no, that's, that is the point. Like, you know, if, if he's going to be this beacon, for the city, you know, he has to help the city, um, and uh, you know, and so yeah, I, I, I mean, it really doesn't matter if we think Gotham is worth saving because Batman thinks Gotham is worth. But you, yeah, I, I will say this, okay, since you brought this up and you you did this first, okay, you what? asked this question, oh, okay, there's this famous Batman scholar who once wrote a paper about Batman being a pastor of Gotham City. Okay, and he and he's famous for this. Okay, and in that paper, he makes the statement that there's actually no way that it's, it's a losing battle to save Gotham to try to. And Matt Reeves goes out of his way to have Catwoman tell Batman that, you know, and Batman doesn't disagree, you know. And I love that concept of of this of this story um, because it is very important, you know. Particularly in in in, in the society in the society we are in now, you know, we're like, you know, we're all we're all becoming more nihilistic. Nothing matters because we can't change anything. It is very important for Batman to be a hero who knows that the battle he's fighting is a losing one, but he still has to fight it because if he can inspire more people to be better, then maybe someday, even though he might not see the win, maybe the win will be down the road. Um, which I mean is the whole point of like Batman Beyond, it's the whole point of all these future Batman stories. Um, and so for me, that is a very important part of this movie. Um, and you you need to have that. Yeah, that's deep. That is deep. Yeah. I've I've heard that the Batman scholar you were talking about is actually a little pedantic. He's um, very pedantic. <laughs> you have that. no idea. You have um, no idea. Have sooner no or later idea. on on this podcast, I think I've heard that before. Actually, um, kind of crazy. Before we get to the group question, hmm. I just I have to make this statement. I've made an extremely deep statement. I'm I'm about to make a very base statement. Okay. Okay. Going into this, all we heard, you know, about this movie, one of the big things we heard was about the chemistry between Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. That is not a lie in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Like it is like it it's it is the hottest thing I've ever seen a PG thirteen movie do. Like literally the moment she walks in and sees Batman when she's like serving the drinks to Penguin. Like that is that, that that's on the level of any like steamy scene you've ever seen. Um and it's because of how good they are. And like and like I'm seeing all these pictures of, of, of them on the red carpet and stuff. And I'm like, I really, you know, it's one of those things. It's like it's like it's a Jim and Pam thing. It's like I really hope they get together. <laughs> They'd be so good for each other, you know. So I just wanted to make that statement before we moved on. We're just moving into having a full like, will they, won't they? Huh? Exactly. So the crap is Exactly. exactly. Yes. <clears throat> I actually know nothing about their personal lives, so that who knows? That I don't need a thing. The thing is, Robert Pattinson is is a. I meant to tell you, the Ringer has a as an entire article that just chronicles. Or pants and lying to people. You've been right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking. It's a thing. Like it's like for the past ten years, all he has done is lie to people in the press, and it's like the most magical thing ever. So, I mean, so, I, I do the same. I thing. know. Yeah. yeah, he just makes up stuff. Just makes up stuff. Know? Yeah. 
Um, so the final question. Okay. And we are going to start with Al. And we'll go around. The final question is, what is the future of, Bat of the Batman? I've already kind of addressed my thoughts on it. And like I said, the aforementioned YouTube video, which everyone should go check out and like and subscribe and share. Please love you all. <laughs> um, Al, what is the future of the Batman from the end of this film, in your opinion? Like, well, spe speculate on different sequels. Well, mysterious voice in the computer. Mm. Um, that's a... That's such a complicated question because I think the future of the Batman rests very much so on the future of whatever the hell DC Comics. Um, there's cinematography, there's cinema team um, is even trying to do at this point. Um, because because the Batman was great. Um, our Pats, um, even though I don't know how I feel about him as a human being, I think our Pats is a terrific actor for both Bruce Wayne and Batman, uh, which is a hard thing to pull off. Um, I mean, the cast is great. They've sown seeds for future films. Uh, something I brought up to Alyssa on our drive home from the movie was there's a moment um, towards the end of the movie where Batman is down and he's like struggling to get up um, because of all the punishment he's had so far. And he takes out a capsule and he stabs himself with it and it's green. And just my mind when I saw that was just like, Oh, is that like the venom drug um, that Bane uses? Is Bane going to be in this? thing eventually um and they sow seeds for like what penguin's gonna do with the underground um you know um zoe kravitz this catwoman is gonna go on an adventure of bloodhaven uh, that could have ramifications um i would love to see this kind of slow burn um with batman in these films where you know our Pats has to, you know, kind of deal with each of his villains through this, like, highly investigative um, approach of trying to solve their crimes, of trying to track them down, of trying to kind of get inside their head and understand why it is they do what they do. I think Batman has an excellent rogues gallery for him to do that in. So I'd love to see kind of a slow burn with kind of going through and building up his rogues gallery. Um, um, I think that could be awesome. Um, a part of me kind of hopes that we get a whole bunch of films and we don't see the Joker until like film four or five. I think that'd be kind of cool <laughs> to, to like, to let the rest of, um, the rest of his rogues gallery kind of have a moment to get some development um, and some screen time. But I don't know. Like, it's one of those things that I am pretty positive that this film is going to have a sequel, probably a spinoff, like, hopefully a bunch of sequels, because it's a great idea. It's a great world. Um, I just don't know what what Warner Brothers is trying to do with their films anymore. 
So I don't know where this falls in like the continuity. I don't know if Flashpoint is going to do some screwy stuff and bring our pats into like the main continuity now. Like, I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. Um, I don't know what their plan is. Um, there are times I'm not sure they know what their plan is, which like is fine. And like, I'm totally fine with them focusing on just, you know, let's give these characters their own films and build up their own individual mythologies. If that's what we get, I think that's kind of great. I think it'd be kind of cool to give them their own kind of room to breathe like that. But I just don't want the fact that the film situation for Warner Brothers is so disorganized right now that I don't want that to interfere or get in the way of developing this new franchise. Because I think this new franchise could do a lot of things. So I'm kind of scared to theorize about too many sequels and spinoffs because... You know, I don't want to jinx anything and have the struggles from the last few years interview with um interfere with such a promising new film. So so I know I don't know how appropriate of an answer that was, but that's just kind of where I'm at. I'm very scared. Very hopeful, but I'm very scared. <laughs> no, I, I I completely understand your fears and agree with you. When we walked out of this of this movie, um I said it to Josh. I was riding with Josh on the way home, and then the next day I was in the car with Jenny, and I said it to her. I was like, this movie was so good. The next three DC films come out this year, Black Adam, Flash, and Aquaman just have to be halfway decent, and I will consider this a good year for them. Um, whether you have hesitancy towards any of those films, or whether you're just all on board for those films, I will admit... All three could be really good. All three could just nosedive. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm very, very hopeful going forward. But, uh, but yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely understand, uh, understand where where you're at though. Um, Jenny, any kind of speculation? Any kind of thoughts on where they might take the franchise from here? Um, I mean, I kind of have the same thought process that Al had because I don't know how this could connect to the DC universe, like, you know, because I, I like Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And so, but I also think I like Batman more than both those movies. So I don't really want that to interfere. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it a whole thing. Um, but on a more positive note, I guess um, I want a Catwoman movie. Um, the Penguin mm-hmm. series sounds really cool. Um, but that's another thing. So is this going to connect with Suicide Squad or like what? I don't know. It's all weird. It's so weird. And apparently somebody said that Flash was in the Batman, but I looked and I didn't see him, and I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't mm. know what's happening. I mean, he's probably moving so fast you can't see him. Whoa. Yeah. It's probably yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> I think I the Flash has been in every DC movie, but he's just been so fast we can't see him. Yeah. So fast. Okay, well, any characters that you want to see in future films? Um, the Batman mythos? Poison Ivy, obviously. Yeah. For sure. Um... And see, I want to say Harley Quinn, but I guess you'd have to recast her. And I like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. So I'm not going to say Harley Quinn. Uh, Poison Ivy for sure. Um, I think Zendaya would be a really good Poison Ivy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that's really random. And I know that she probably can't do that because of DC and Marvel stuff. But I think she'd be really mm-hmm. good. I, I just want to see Who did you say? What? 
Who did you say? Zendaya. Zendaya, oh, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to see her and everything, so that's probably yeah. yeah that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That. Um. Then yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see Two Face. Um. I don't know. I just want to see. I'm like, oh, I want to explore everything. Any actors for Two Face? Ooh. Hmm. I don't know. So you know the you know the big difficulty with wanting to cast half these people. Hmm is what Marvel movie are they in? Exactly, yeah. Because, no. like, my first thought mm. was, dear Lord, I want to see Andrew Garfield as Harvey Dent. Yeah. But then I was like, but Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man and is most likely going to be Spider-Man again, hopefully soon. Yes. Um, you know, if fans have their way. But... Uh, ooh, I'll almost sacrifice that. That's, I Andy Serkis has been in both. <laughs> Do you want to listen? Andy Serkis has been in both. <gasps> That's true. That's true. That's true. There's hope yet. I mean, there's hope. I mean, Barry, Barry Keegan. Although there's a good chance Barry Keegan left the left the set of the Eternals. Like this ain't gonna happen. This, this is gonna happen. Again. No, it's <laughs> gonna be Joker. <laughs> As we've discussed before, he was like my favorite part of the Eternals. Yeah, yeah. Um, Al, who would we just before uh, uh, Alyssa? We're gonna we're gonna get to you here in just a second. Um, because I, I, I do. I, I'm curious what you're no, 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 that wasn't what I was saying. No, and uh, but before but before we move on, because Jenny saying Poison Ivy made me think, Al, who did we say for Poison Ivy and Telltale? I know you said Alexand Alexandra D'Adrio for Vicky Vale, but I can't remember who you said Poison Ivy. Oh, um, well, Dove Cameron, Dove Cameron, that was it, yeah. I I don't know her from a lot of things. Isn't that the Descendants girl? It is the Descendants yeah. girl. It sure is. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the Descendants. And since um since you guys talked about possible casting for Two Face as well, um, um I think he has said in the past that he doesn't want to do comic book films but um i think my ideal casting for two-face in this kind of universe even though he is a bit older now um um annual day lewis um i would love to see just a just like a half hour scene of him our pats um and every right just like having a conversation in a room like just just i would watch just an entire film of just those three actors just having a conversation with each other that'd be amazing just like a, a 12 angry men kind of style film just the three of them talking about a case basically oh, i just i, I can I, i'm just gonna be honest i don't want that to happen because i've already gone through the stuff that jared leto famous method actor went through for the joker Hearing about that a lot, and so I just know it someday that like that movie would get stopped because they'd have to do reconstructive surgery because Daniel Day looks like I wonder what acid on my face would feel like, <laughs> and then he do it. So like you know I just you know I just I just feel like you know you're you're asking for a lot of trouble when you ask for that guy to to do that role, but but I mean obviously he's a great actor he can pull it off. <laughs> Alyssa, what what about you? What no any certain speculations? Any characters you want to see in future films? What are you thinking? 
I don't know, man. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> um, uh, not really related to Batman, but I am really excited about the Aquaman movie. So I'm excited to see that come up. Um, but yeah, Jenny, you had mentioned that they would have to recast Harley Quinn. Is there a reason why they would absolutely have to recast her or? Uh, no, that was just going off the fact that they recasted Batman and all of his characters. So I didn't know. Gotcha. I, I would have no problem with Margot Robbie showing him back. I'm Harley Quinn now. Same. I'd be fine with it. She's probably like, no, I bought the rights. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fine. You can try this uh, character from my cold dead fingers. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, it would be really neat to see the characters in like this iteration of Batman just in the general DC universe now. Um, you know, if he could connect to the other movies that are coming out or in the future, um, that would be really interesting to see. Should I see any of the Robins or Batgirls? Yeah, that's true. Um, Al just brought up robins and batgirls we have not had a good movie like at all with like any of the robin characters not including like the george clooney one but (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean the disrespect to adam west right now is is awful (laughs) i'm sure he can forgive me with his many dollars that he has so um but yeah, it would be interesting to see some of the Bat Family storylines. Yeah, that's yeah. We've completely neglected to mention, uh, we mentioned the Penguins uh, upcoming series several times. Uh, and I guess to, I, we've completely neglected to mention the fact that Batgirl is getting a miniseries as well on she, HBO Max. Is it a miniseries or is it a film? I can't remember. Either way, it's an HBO Max. But either way, thing. yes. And it's, it's the, uh, the girl from In the Heights who's playing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, there's someone pretty big name who just signed on to that, and I can't remember now. Uh, Brendan Fraser as Fraser. Firefly. Oh, yeah. Firefly. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be great. What, yeah. What? Yeah, oh, you didn't know that? What? Yes. <laughs> Brendan Fraser as Firefly. What a, Firefly. what a big name for a, such a C-list villain. Hey, but, man. Okay. It's, yeah. I'm, I cannot wait. Okay. I cool. cannot wait. But, um, Josh, what you bring up, though, um, it kind of goes back to what I was saying, because all reports I've seen about about the Batgirl series say that it's set in the Batman universe with Affleck. So I understand how that works, because Jeffrey Wright is Gordon. Is he? Supposedly. Is he? I I don't know who's cast. I don't know. Prime example. Prime example, everybody. It's a mess. It's a mess over at Warner Brothers right now. What if there's a scene where Kim Gordon or Jeffrey Wright and J.K. Simmons walk into the same room and they both go, what are you doing here? I have to ask a very, like, serious question, but uh, that brings it up. J.K. Simmons is very white. Okay, It's very, very white. The person they have cast is, uh, is Puerto Rican. Is that? I think Dominican, I think. Okay. Leslie, either, Leslie Grace. Either way, name. you know, not white. Not, not, okay. Yes. How does that work in the Ben Affleck Batman universe? J.K. Simmons adopted? 
Or the mama is. Or the mama. The mama has very strong genes and is okay. And Barbara yeah, Gordon Senior is. I just uh, Puerto Rican okay. or Dominican. You know, whatever. I just. Uh, uh, but they've all. The, the, okay. All right. Uh, 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 <laughs> or, 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 ask me the question. Ask me the same question. Maybe, maybe I had a different question for you. No, ask me the same question. I'm ready for it. So, Josh, yes. um, what do you think is the future of the Batman franchise going forward? Yeah, I, I have, I have, I have, I have one thing that needs to happen. One thing I hope that will, and two things I hope that will happen. Okay. The one thing that needs to happen. I said this the moment we left the theater was this. I love this movie. The movie was fantastic. It's it's I, I don't know if it's as good as Dark Knight, but it's my favorite iteration of the Batman. Okay, uh, of the character. That being said, you can only do this movie once. If the next movie is another dark, all the light there, no one has light bulbs in Gotham. <laughs> you know, we're going to hurt everyone with stigmatism type movie. Then you have not, you haven't moved. Because the whole point of this movie is a progression, is an evolution. You know, that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, then you literally fall into the traps of, you know, the movies that have come before you. So, like, you know, our main issue of Dark, my main issue of Dark Knight Rises was that it was Batman Begins Again. Our main issue of Rise of Skywalker was that it was Force Awakens again. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's where we're, you, you fall into these traps of, like, doing the same thing over and over again. You've gotten to a part where Batman realizes what he needs to be. If he regresses back from that, then I think that's a failure. The reason I don't think he will do this is because I've seen all the Planet of the Apes movies, and he never did in those movies. But you don't have as much pressure on you doing the Planet of the Apes movies as you do with Warner Bros. and their number one holy grail. Because somewhere, John Pierce will be like, that was great. Do that exactly again because we want to make another billion dollars. And that's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. And so if if... If we want to keep this series going, if we want to keep it relevant, the next movie has to be different from this one. The way they can do that, and like, so, you know, Al is right. Joker, you know, in my opinion, doesn't need to be there. But Zero Year, that comic, when it was coming out, that comic was selling around a million copies a month, okay? That means that a very small portion of Americans understand that story. I would give anything to see Barry Keegan show up as the Red Hood and do the Red Hood stuff in the second movie. Mm. It makes perfect sense because you've got a cataclysm going on, and it would make perfect sense for that character, that iteration, to step in and try and take over the city. It's also a character no one knows. So when you reveal at the end it's the Joker, no one will get that. Everyone will literally go in that movie. Most people will go in that movie, you know, and be like, oh, I thought, I'm really sad. I thought they were going to have Barry Keegan as a Joker. This is really sad. And he goes in, and he's the Red Hood, and most people don't don't get that. Okay? Well, I mean, we, I mean, listen, it would be all over the internet, okay? Yeah, I was going to say, like, there will be listicles saying, everywhere. But, but we, we, need, we need to, we need, as nerds, we need to come to the conclusion that we are a very small portion of the society, okay? That's fair. And what I'm telling you is that most people that are going to see this movie will not get that. And that, to me, that's a perfect, a perfect storyline to tell. Okay. Real quick, do you think that that works with his appearance at the end of this film? Still, even though he's got the laugh, he's got the crazy hair and everything. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, he had the he had the crazy laugh in the in in Zero Year. True. You know, and like we don't know about his hair because he's got the the big helmet on. 
Sure. I'll okay. Sure. Yeah. So, like, right. once again, maybe like, his hair was always green. Maybe miles. his hair was always <laughs> crazy. Okay. Uh, you know, so like, I'm just saying, like, to me, that'd be great. I don't think they'll do that. That would be awesome. That's a hope. But my biggest hope is this. Okay. Ben Affleck as Batman needs to be dead and buried, and that entire universe needs to go away with it. Okay. Because it was an abject failure. And I don't understand why we're, if, if Al's right, and he, and I mean, I have no reason to believe he's not right, but that sounds like something dumb Warner Bros. would do. If they are literally taking the Batgirl story and putting it in that universe, when Ben Affleck has already said he never wants to play Batman again. After the Flash. After the, the Flash, flash and then, okay? And he yeah. never wants to do it again, yeah. okay? Why would, you, why would you do that? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm literally at a loss for words because you're literally painting a character into a dead end at that point. So like it doesn't make any sense. So like to me, let's let's end that. And and, and if Flashpoint is going to try and pull that off, that would be perfect for me. If if Flash, like I am really down on Flashpoint. Ezra Miller is the second worst casting decision that DC has made in my opinion. But like if that movie, if that movie is going to end that universe, let's pull it off, okay? Because you've had all these successes on the outskirts. You know, uh, and, and your, your biggest failure is 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 the main is the main characters of your of your universe. Like Suicide Squad exists apart from all this. Peacemaker exists apart from all this. The Harlequin and Birds of Prey exists apart from all this. Well, Peacemaker actually at the end does have the camera. I understand. Sword, I understand. But... I, I, I understand. Okay, but here's the best part about that. You get two shadowy figures on the side. Which <laughs> Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot were like, nope, I'm not here for the fish sex joke. And they didn't show up for it, okay? So what I'm telling you, you need to kill that universe if you're going to try and make this work. Because this this will they or won't they thing is going to make people angry. And whereas me and you can go like, well, you know, it's just a different iteration of Batman. Most people, as having been conditioned by Marvel, are not going to look at it that way. They just won't. And they shouldn't. You're asking a lot of people to have, you're asking a lot of people when you have Robert Pattinson, Ben Affleck, and Michael Keaton playing Batman in the same year. You're asking a lot of people at that point to try and have them pull it off. You are. You just you just you just are and try and have them work with that in their minds. Especially especially six months after Marvel has already asked people to do that and did it brilliantly. You know, and you're asking them to do it again and more than likely in a worse way. Like you I mean you're asking a lot of people. So no, I, you kill kill that universe. Just you know, figure out a way, you know. I, I don't know how, you know. You know, I don't know. I don't know how you pull it off, but figure out a way to do it. Because this idea of like, you know, well, you know, like me getting excited about Batgirl, I mean, because I'm angry now, me getting excited about Batgirl and then having someone tell me like, well, I think that's in the Ben Affleck universe. I'm just like, no, that's a horrible idea. You've cast it perfectly, and now you're just going to run it into a dead end. Let the past die. Exactly. Let the past die. Kylo Ren this, okay? <laughs> All right? Do, 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 or, or how about this? Let's quote the Dark Knight in it. Do what you should have done a year ago and in this universe because it's not working, okay? That's exactly what they need to do. That's what I hope they do. They probably won't, but, but yeah. So, so you're saying that the DC executives should take the trigger... Yeah. Which in this case is also the former DCEU, and yeah. then hurl it out the window. Yes, exactly. And then just go sit down. Yeah, okay. and then go sit down. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. I, and if Iron Lister was still alive, they could have had him. Yes, exactly. Okay. I love that this very fun 
question that was supposed to frame a bunch of like fun fan theories um basically turned josh into the ultimate universe version of reed richards (laughs) (laughs) and and the universe i don't care about the lives (laughs) let it come to an end I'm just look. I'm, I'm sorry. It doesn't look. Look, you can you can you can do all the same. Because then we're gonna have to ask the question of like, well, are they gonna recast Harley Quinn? Why should we have to ask that question? Okay, like why can't? I mean, then you don't have to ask that question. You don't. Josh, okay, you yeah. are. Fills up as Harley Quinn. Okay. You are the kind of hater that people on the internet wish they could be. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if that's the best compliment or the worst insult I've ever got, but I'm going to take it as a compliment there, Alyssa. Oh, my goodness. Well, on on that note, uh, Josh needs to take a nap. Um, I'm getting too old for this. I'm going to go sleep. He needs, he needs a juice box and a nap. Um, <laughs> And, and to go watch the good Batman movie again. Um, thank you all so very, very much for listening. Um, please go check us out on Instagram and TikTok and on YouTube uh, for Comic Fest all this month. And we've also got other things planned throughout the rest of the year. We've got a lot of fun things planned for summer, at least I'm starting to work on. Also, please check out our other podcasts, especially including the EU or EU podcast featuring me and Al. Uh, just because it's Comic Fest doesn't mean that we're going to stop that. Uh, we will have an episode this month doing some Star Wars comics. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited about that. And uh, yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. I hope you remember that fandom is for everyone, especially for you, my friend. You guys have a support wonderful Support your local community mental health agencies. And support your local community mental health agencies. Absolutely. You guys have a good night. <laughs>